están luchando Presente, política, comida, cultura y comunidad Así seguimos, no vamos a parar Míralos en, mira, mira, mira Míralos en, mira, mira, mira Míralos en, mira, 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 mira Welcome to Mira Listen. I'm your host, Peter J. And this month, we wanted to have a conversation about something that we've been thinking for a while, but we haven't got to talk about it. And all this comes from our board op, Dominic, who is always editing our shows and bringing new ideas. There is this huge topic that we wanted to discuss with some of our close friends today. And it's about Latinos who don't speak Spanish and the judgment or the shame that comes with all of that. I really am just going to let Dominic lead on this episode because I am a fluent Spanish speaker and I think that it's really important to give these spaces to people that feel that the Latino formation, the Latino identity can be so much uh, right now in today's America that we don't want to pinpoint of this is what Latino looks like and this is what Latino sounds like. So joining me to talk about this topic today is my lovely, lovely co-host, Labrie. Uh, our guest is Ariel Fuchs. Just kidding. <laughs> That's another Ariel. Ariel Reyes and Andrea Bunel. Thank you so much for joining us. And I really just, uh, you know, let Dominic roll with this. So today we are talking about um, growing up Latino, but not speaking Spanish, right? And so I think we're maybe on different varying levels of fluency, but just definitely not on the same level as like someone who could just carry a conversation. Yeah, I'm very interested in this topic because I've been, I, I am, or an I used to, or I still am. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I judge people who do not speak Spanish. Yeah. Because we have, like, me and my mom have the saying, like, se le ve el nopal. <laughs> and what's going on? But a lot of that, I, I think I used to have that type of mentality. But I think that the, the older that you get, the more that you get to find out people's stories and why they might still have the nopal in the forehead. But <laughs> there, it, it, it goes to like some rude stuff, right? Like our, our, uh, we had talked about this earlier in another episode about uh, folks who don't speak Spanish. And I think that now there's so many people that are Latinos and in the different cultures. You know, you have people who are are um, black Tinas, and then you have people who are white and Mexican and I th th there's just so much variation of what is Latino now that it's it is judgmental <clears throat> to, to say you know oh why don't you speak Spanish and judge that person on that but yeah. um, we're moving on are you, moving on? you know you, you know how I see it now I see is you don't have to speak Spanish to be Latino that's how I see it now Mm. You know, and I don't You're judge anymore. Up, I'm growing, growing up. up. <laughs> I'm grown. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, you know, I, I wanted to bring in some folks who have had similar experiences to Dom. And I, th I thought it would be, you know, a really good conversation because we have a lot of Spanish speaking people on this show as a bilingual Latino millennial podcast. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times he doesn't understand what's happening. But the attitude of everything, I always am very grateful because even like editing the show when people are speaking Spanish could be a little bit difficult, uh, which I'm sure that's what Dom and his job here. Uh, I'm wondering how it's affected both of your lives. And we wanted to have you guys in because both of you said that no hablan español. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your experience. So I am half. My mother is, um, my mother's family is from Mexico, and my father is half Seminole Indian, half white. I didn't know his side of the family at all because he was adopted and his mother um, died at a young age, and so he, uh, or when he was young, so he never kept in contact with his side of the family. So I only knew my Hispanic side of the family. My grandparents are from Mexico, so my my mother and um, and her brothers and sisters were first generation. They grew up speaking, they were bilingual. For whatever reason, my mom didn't speak Spanish in our household. So, I mean, she spoke a little bit, but she just didn't speak it much. And later on when I asked her why, it would have been nice <laughs> to just yeah. to grow up that way, you know what I mean? Just being bilingual naturally. And she, uh, she's didn't really have much of an answer. She was like, what? I don't know. You know, it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't like, you know, she didn't necessarily she didn't think mean it any was, harm. Yeah. yeah, she yeah. didn't think it was going to be the blessing that it would have been to just naturally, you know, grow up being bilingual like that, you know. So I I grew up listening to my, my grandparents speak Spanish, but they also mostly spoke to me in English as well, too. Even though I would sit and watch, you know, novelas with my grandma and she would like, <laughs> she would like translate for me and I'd be like, oh, what's happening? You know, <laughs> she'd be telling me what I mean. I kind of would get it, you know. So I, you know, in, in my experience in life, like just with uh, with my family, even they just they just spoke mostly English for whatever reason. And a lot of people I've heard that it was like a cultural thing. It was more about like assimilation, you know, like uh, I think back in the day, they felt like it was better for the, for if they were, you know, first generation to just speak English, you know, so that you assimilate, you know. But by the time it was like, because I'm 42 now, so by the time it was like the 90s, 80s, 90s, it really wasn't seen as that anymore. And I don't I don't think when I was born in the 70s, it was even, that was even on my, my, my mother's mind or what have you that it was like gonna be a bad thing for me to be speaking Spanish she just didn't <laughs> you know mm -hmm. for whatever reason yeah um, mine's a little similar so both of my nanas they're both from they both immigrated from Mexico one from Magdalena the other from Guadalajara so they're both Spanish speaking one of them did learn English fluently the other uh, understands English but prefers to speak in Spanish and then my grandfather one is still in Mexico and the other one he was born here and my mother was born here, and my father came with the Nana from Guadalajara when he was a child. So I grew up in a single-parent household, so I actually didn't live with my father, who is the fluent Spanish speaker. My mom, because she was born here, obviously fluent in English, but Spanish wasn't her isn't her strong point. But she is conversational in it, and kind of the same thing, like, I don't think she put any thought into it that this was, like, a really important thing that I needed. I don't think it was seen in the 90s like as an asset the way it kind of is now where everybody's looking for a bilingual speaker yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah so i'm dominic i'm the editor i guess <laughs> you know I, I was just at my family reunion over the weekend and uh my family in arizona has been here for eight generations Wow. wow, cool. So, you know, because in Arizona, there's like several communities that have been Spanish speaking up until like my grandma's generation, like in the 50s or whatever, right? So hundreds of years of Spanish speakers living in these communities. My, my tata's from St. John's. And so we're of the St. John's Chavez line. Uh, our last name's Nuanes. So my tata primarily spoke Spanish um, and then some English. But my nani was born in New Mexico and then moved to Phoenix when she was young. My mom was born here. And so I guess my nani, her first language was uh, English, but she was the first generation that her first language was English, even though they're from New Mexico. 
for however many generations. Mm -hmm. So my nanny didn't teach my mom a lot of Spanish and then my mom wasn't comfortable teaching me a lot of Spanish, right? So it just kind of went like that. But specifically, like my mom spoke Spanglish. Mm -hmm. So there's just like those words, like yeah. you know, chingadera. Oh, yeah. You know, where it's like, All the bad words. We're all fluent in Spanglish here. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That so, everyone's fluent. Yeah. yeah. So, so I guess when she was in school, like they, they put her, they heard her speak a little Spanglish and they put her in the ESL class. And, <laughs> and when she was young, the Me. ESL class was like the same as the class with all the slow people, you know? Mm -hmm. so, so she was in that class and basically they had no emphasis on teaching those students and mm -hmm. and she had like a real struggle with that and she was like you know I guess had a pride about her reading and so she was like I don't know third from the youngest of like eight kids she could read my my tia's books and she took this the book it was like a sixth grade book and she was like in the third grade and they were telling her no you can't read um only at like a first grade level and so she took the book and she's like I can read this book and so the teacher was like yeah 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 and so she went to the principal and the principal was like, okay, read it. So she could read the book. And so they took her out of the ESL classes and this was like her victory, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. but, but I like her, but I think just having like that experience of them, like keeping her back or whatever, you know, she didn't put any emphasis on teaching me or my sister Spanish, mm -hmm. you know, just to like keep us from having the struggle. Mm -hmm. you know? and, yeah. And I know in some generations, um, people were punished for speaking Spanish in school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say, in the 1960s and 70s, 70s that you, you were saying, uh, students were subject to paddling in corner time for speaking Spanish in school. Wow. Yeah. Oh. They just officially outlawed paddling in Arizona like three years ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I could oh have been God. doing this the whole time. <laughs> but Those darn kids. You know, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you guys gave a little bit of your background. So just a question, have you ever felt from your both of, from all of your experiences that you were not Latino enough or you were not American enough? Mm -hmm. uh, and here in Arizona, you know, in different states, like in Miami, there's a lot of Venezolanos and a lot of people speak Spanish. I was in, I was in Miami and I didn't speak one word of English uh, but there's like other places you know like in yeah. LA like there's a lot of Central Americans where I'm from um, mm -hmm. and it just you just feel more at home and there's other places like Arizona which there's a lot of Mexicans here but there's definitely segregation of where you could feel like do I fit in here do I not fit in here I don't yeah. speak Spanish am I Latino enough am I right. American enough mm -hmm. you know what it's it's everywhere but it's also in my own family so my mm -hmm. family members that learn Spanish they definitely have that attitude like, oh, well, we're we're more like Latino. I'm like, we how, have the same grandparents. <laughs> how was your family reunion? Do you... Oh, it was fun. <laughs> but <laughs> did you have any of that interaction where they're um, like, mm, we're more Latino than you? You know, no. I, I mean, I because I only kind of went right before the party and then I got drunk. Then. Uh, but, <laughs> but I'm You're sure, probably speaking Spanish. I'm sure, I'm sure the there, night. I'm sure there That's is what happens. That, but like, I don't know, two thirds of the music at the dance that night where it was all like, Mexican music, Spanish music, you know? <clears throat> so, and then, like, all the dances that we do are, like, the traditional Mexican dances, but we're all speaking English and cowboy hats, that all that, mm -hmm. you know? So, it's very Arizona, very, like, you know, the this New Mexico part, like, the no Norteño, you know? Mm -hmm. But can you share, like, a story of something that's happened to you similarly? So, I know in general, like, uh, when I was in college, I one of my majors was economics, which was primarily white, overwhelmingly male. Um, so there's like spaces like that where as a Latina, like I definitely felt an otherness in perspectives and 
just being in the room and then later like that weekend or whatever going to an event at a friend's house that's a uh, like for a Latino organization a club that they're in and when someone speaks Spanish to me and suddenly like the gig is up and you know everybody kind of figures <laughs> out and feeling that otherness in that space too and kind of mm-hmm. not finding that that happy medium yeah yeah yeah, it's it's, uh, it's always straddling the line, you know, also when you're half too, like, uh, you know, it's like, so, and I look light skinned too. People always think I'm Italian. They don't think I'm Mexican. They're really, you're Mexican? I'm like, yeah, I'm Mexican, not Italian, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, identifying as that is one thing. Uh, but then being out there in the world and then coming up with those situations where people then automatically start speaking Spanish to you, it, you make it question, you, you question yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like, yeah. ah, well then how Hispanic am I really? How Latino yeah. am I if I don't speak the language fluently? Um, but there's so many different levels. Like you were saying, there's so many different, uh, different types of Latinos out there. There's Latinos that grew up in Latin America, or there's people that grew up here predominantly. Some people are very dark skinned. Some people are very light skinned there's a lot of prejudice within the, our own community yeah, our you know what community. I mean like yeah, yeah. and it, it's funny because like you were saying the family reunions at the family reunions we used to go um, uh, back in the day and they don't really have them anymore my my aunt Tilly she passed away and she was the one who like put them on and so they don't happen as much but she used to um, or they used to sit around and talk and it was kind of like oh pobrecita she doesn't speak Spanish you know <laughs> oh what I God, mean yeah. like you know they kind of give you that like mm, yeah. you know yeah. just kind of pat you on the head <laughs> you know kind of thing and you were just like oh, whatever <laughs> you know but then they would also like they were kind of like they would be snippy a little bit and then they would just like when they wanted to like talk smack or whatever yeah. then they would just talk in Spanish and be like I know all the bad stuff I know what you're saying <laughs> yeah. about me <laughs> you know what talk, I mean talk sure it sounds the same in every language. yeah in every language I know <laughs> I get the point. <laughs> you know? But I think that it's important for us to address these kinds of issues because there is so much prejudice within our mm-hmm. own community. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't. I, it's not good to point fingers at anybody and say, "Hey, you're less Latino because you know you're you know you don't have the right color skin, or because you don't speak as much Spanish, yeah. or because you're you were born here, or you weren't born in Mexico." Like, it, there's a lot of that here in the in Arizona. There's the Mexicans that were born in Mexico versus the Mexicans that are born here. No matter the color right. of their skin or how much Spanish that they speak. There's like yeah. all of this like, mm-hmm. you know, finger pointing. Yeah, I remember yeah. Um, I used to work at this fast food place and the workers were Latinos and I remember they started questioning me like, uh, where's your mom from? And I was like, mm-hmm. from here. <laughs> that and, validation. Yeah. yeah, and then they asked mm-hmm. me, you know, where my dad was from and I was like, Guadalajara and they all like suddenly accepted me. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get a lot of that in the kitchen. So I work in the restaurant industry. And so uh, everybody in the kitchen is Hispanic, pretty much, mm-hmm. you know. So I, there's a lot of banter going back and forth. And uh, obviously, you know, they there's a lot of cursing going on. I know all of that stuff. I can I can <laughs> shoot shoot the shit with them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> say that. Edit. Can we edit? Yeah. <laughs> we can leave that. Um, so I get to do that and, you know, and what have you. But there's a that, that same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're just like, oh okay well where are your grandparents from and you know blah blah and I now I sing in Spanish as well too and so they, they you know then they hear me and doing some traditional songs and they're like what <laughs> you know what that is very interesting so because remember Christina Aguilera did that where she wasn't like her Spanish was not that great but mm-hmm. she could sing in Spanish mm-hmm. and so did like Selena. and then Demi Lovato did it to Justin Bieber uh, Justin Bieber <laughs> exactly uh, but no 
how is it how is it that people cannot speak Spanish and then they can sing in Spanish? Is that like this like I not it's all memory. Yeah, well not just that, it's also like, okay, so even though I'm not fluent in Spanish, I grew up listening to it my whole life. So my pronunciation is perfect. If I start speaking to you in Spanish, it sounds like I'm fluent. Mm-hmm. So And then like, you're like, No, that's yeah, it. That's I'm it. like, that's all I know. That's all I know. No mas. You know what I mean? Like I went to Spain actually. You're uh, like that one word sounds real good. <laughs> it sounds good, right? Um I went to Spain about ten years ago and uh what's really funny is you know a lot more than you think that you do a lot of times and when it comes out and we were just mentioning that mm-hmm. is when you're drinking mm-hmm. because you lose your inhibitions <laughs> and that's really what it's about you get a, you're afraid to talk we know more than we you're just right. like oh I'm afraid I'm gonna say that wrong and uh, whatever you know so so when I was in in Spain and I would get drunk or whatever people would be like ah see you speak Spanish you're fluent like look at how much you know right <laughs> but but so it's like you grow up listening to that so I sound like I speak Spanish so and my grandparents were mariachi musicians mm-hmm. so I grew up with that music my whole life mm-hmm. so I know that music and and like I know uh, if I'm going to sing a song in Spanish I want to know what it is so I'll look it up or I'll ask people I'll be like hey what is this saying if I don't know it 100% you know so that because you want to sing with emotion and mm-hmm. make sure yeah. that you're you know get, giving it the proper like you know isn't attention. it so funny though because you're just like second guessing yourself when you're speaking Spanish and then you have uh, you know white people and they're just like they just they're just talking. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, like, they don't even care. Like, mm, I speak Spanish, and I'm like, yeah. uh, <laughs> like kind of. Don't think twice about it. Yeah, right. right. It's no, in um, in in the world of activism and, and, and community organizing, they have a, a, something called story of self, and everybody has like their own story or where they came from. You know how where they're from or how they got here and I always think it's like when there's a really special but hard story then the next person who is a US citizen and doesn't speak Spanish is like ah, my story is not as good and I think that that's exactly this whole thing right like we I think that there's a, a, a place for everyone like yeah. if, if you don't know how to speak Spanish but you're singing in Spanish and I really like your music so in some way it is that like we we're consuming it yeah. um, but it's just that whole like eh. yeah I mean the I have a very similar sort of background I think is my dad was in the lowrider oldies band mm-hmm. and their thirds of that music is all in Spanish it's all like the classics you know so I grew up knowing these songs. <laughs> that, that one too. But, you know, just like Will Bed and like all the songs. Yeah, like these are standards. like, yeah, they're the standards. And and just on singing in general, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. 99% of every choir song is in Latin. I don't, I don't speak Latin either. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think music is about emotion. It is, yeah. And, and so, and that also is just, it's in our blood, of course, but it's mm-hmm. also, we grew up listening to it. Like I was saying, like listening to my grandmother or watch her novelas you know for a time she her husband Chewy uh, when she remarried he didn't speak any English so mm-hmm. I had to like speak some Spanish to him and he had to try to speak some Spanish or English with me so it's like we grew up with that in our ear yeah. that you know mm-hmm. our entire lives so it's it's in us it's just that like you know let's be real like to be a hundred percent real it's kind of lazy of us to have gone through our whole lives and not like learned how to speak Spanish like I, you were you yeah. went to school for I, it right right and so did I I took Spanish 
Spanish in high school or whatever. If you really want to learn a language, just like anything just, else, just like yeah. anything else, you're gonna do it. But, you know? but that's like saying if you really want to learn like physics, you could just do it. Like some people have the mind for it, and some people don't. Ah, so no, 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 that's no, no, a cop out. Let me make my point. That's let me make my point because it's not a cop out. <laughs> I did take a lot of Spanish classes, and I got A's in all those classes. And like I tried, I worked at a restaurant, and I was like, only speak Spanish to me, and it just I can't, ver, it doesn't algo. stick. I guarantee you, if you went to Mexico, it would stick. If I did some you know kind what of I mean? immersion, made yeah. my whole life about it. Absolutely. But, but, you know, I'm an ambitious man. Dime algo, Dom. Like, Dime algo. Not, <laughs> Dime algo, Dom. It's not a cop-out. People have different kinds of minds, and some people are good at learning memorization, and some people are good at, like, music <clears throat> and math, you know? You know, I was, I was, I was lucky. I, w- I grew up in the 90s in East L.A., and... I'm from LA too, girl. East LA too. I'm from Wemos. What's up? (laughs) I was born in Maywood, HP Park. (laughs) And uh, I was lucky enough that we had a program in school that my mom signed me up that they taught me how to read Mm. and write in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And Bill Clinton, I don't know what law Bill Clinton signed one night where he was like, nobody's going (laughs) to learn Spanish in my mouth. And I I lost. I lost. That was a real thing. I was like, that's a hell of a Bill Clinton impersonation. One night he was just like, nobody's learning Spanish in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And I was very upset. I was like in second grade and the teacher, I remember I was like ready to take my Spanish class and my teacher was like, I'm sorry, mija, no more. And I was just like, what? But mm. yeah, but luckily my dad would make me read the newspaper. We would get he would get a subscription for a Mexican newspaper, mm. and every Sunday morning he would make me read the whole newspaper to him. So, you know, yeah. my parents, you know, both of them were immigrants, and they went to they did like a couple of community college classes for English, and they decided when they had kids, you know, they were going to teach them Spanish, and they did, you know, and up to this date, my mom fluent in English. She's a teacher now at a high school. But me and her only speak Spanish to each other, only mm-hmm. because we're like, why for why? Why do we need to talk English together? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. not yeah. my little sister though. I feel bad for her, Pobrecita, because she make she gets. <laughs> see? Pobrecita, well, you have to feel bad for the people. All the, memories. all the shame that's thrown at them. <laughs> every, time, every time we go to family thing, she can't speak English. You know, it's all mucho, mucho. You know. <laughs> and I look at her, I'm like, just, it's okay. She can't speak Spanish. She can't speak, yeah. Oh, Spanish, she, uh, her, yeah, yeah. Sorry, did I say English? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her Spanish is mucho. Mm-hmm. And so all the family judges her. Um, but we try to teach her, you know, we tell her, you know, get some Hispanic friends, you mm-hmm. know, talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> and she works in the restaurant business too. So she said with everybody, she talks Spanish just to get her Spanish better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But That's, you have to, you, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's what I was saying about school, you know, like, yeah, I went to, I took Spanish in school cause it was easy for me. Like, you know, yeah, I think even but, that though is like a level of just saying it's your fault if you couldn't learn. Cause mm-hmm. it's like saying to you lose it. If you don't use it, I never had it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you had it if you were getting A's in school, right? You had it I at that point. But you know, I was just really good at school. I, but I also, but also, I, here's the thing, though: if you're, if you're, have no choice to like speak Spanish, right? You're gonna learn. Right. And you have to put those I into. Think, yeah, I think if I did do some sort of immersion, life. like there's yeah. no nothing mm-hmm. else. 
that then like that because would be I I did French would... class and mm-hmm. in, in high school all four years and I did I mean I wasn't doing great but there's a lot of like similarities to mm-hmm. you know Latin uh, that's where mm-hmm. every, everything comes from and I mean even though I was doing good I still I can't I can't I mean I can say I want some food but yeah right the <laughs> basics I, I can yeah, order yeah. food in Spanish <laughs> yeah right but if you're not applying Tacos. it every day I think that <laughs> that's what's gonna happen sin queso <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's so funny because you said something and then Brie literally did the same thing that your grandma did to you about yeah. la pobrecita yeah. but We're, is it bad is it bad if you don't know Spanish well I'm, yeah, well please. that's what I was going to bring up so what about you know parents that because now we're going into these newer generations now where they have parents that aren't so good at Spanish or maybe like never learned at all and those kids growing up who are Latino and choose like you know when they get to school that they don't want to take Spanish they want to take French or Italian you know I don't think that makes them less Latino to make that decision right I'm trying to prove myself I'm trying to prove (laughs) my my languages and and that's the problem with it right is you throw shame on somebody saying oh it's your fault you couldn't learn and then that's the end of that conversation now Mm -hmm. they're robbed of the rest of their culture they can't no longer participate in everything else that you guys are doing that day because now they already feel like, oh, everyone thinks I'm lazy because I couldn't learn Spanish. So I'm not. But I also think it's. I think it's also like, well, you don't know Spanish, and that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. like it has to be like. If it's that attitude, but I don't think that's the predominant attitude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, they, there's that the judgment that's coming with them, but right. you you can't participate in in the same way. You just mm-hmm. can't because you can't participate in a discussion with them I, when they're I talking disagree. about stuff. I disagree. You know? I think our culture is more than the words that come out of our mouths. No, no, no. I don't. I think I'm most not saying... of the things we do don't even involve talking, right? We're dancing or making music. We're, yeah. No, I'm not know. talking about that at all. Well, you're still a part of that. I'm just saying you literally can't aren't. be a part of the discussion because right? <laughs> you can't understand it. Right. Maybe a conversation. You're right. But, but people are being completely alienated from being Latino because they don't speak Spanish, sure. right? And, and that's by other Latinos who just shamed them in the first place and didn't give them a chance to just be in the room and experience the experience, right? So now they feel like, oh, well, I've been othered, so I'm going to accept it instead of having to like deal with this like shame culture. So the whole reason this topic came up, I mean, we talk about it a lot, right? Uh, but the reason it came up specifically was we heard this poem by uh, Noel Quinones, uh, and I think he's out of New Mexico or Utah or some other state. But we're going to play this poem from him. There's this video. Let's see if this. So this is on the Right About Now poetry series. Eight confessions of my tongue. One. I've snuck past the borders of another mouth today made an accent taste like kinship and watch myself drown in false comfort. There's always a countdown when you realize I am not fluent in Spanish. You expected the waterfall, the spit that crossed the ocean, the syllable suffocating dance, and it is a dance. This moving, weaving, searching, turning your back on what you can never keep up with, I contain so much sad brown mouth that I can't even pronounce Quiñones without a stranger examining the air it took to learn it too. Everything here is a thievious memory, a hungry thing gobbling itself into existence. I listen to Daddy Yankee, Evie Queen, Tego Calderon make a bastion for reggaeton in my throat but can't tell you what the songs mean I yell Mark Anthony lyrics and think volume equates to knowledge I tell myself 
it's not lying if I feel something. But I'm always the last one to yell wepa, forever late to my own identity. Three, my tongue is a countryless serpent. They whisper of my fraud on the block and in the classroom, but all I have are these two false skins stitched into a name I've worn. So many of my family member stories that confuse my childhood for theirs. For I can't remember the last time I didn't use Google Translate to prove myself to a poem. Five, this means I am not as fluent as my poems. They are an imagined Latinidad where I touch the shore and it accepts me, where, I, where my grandmother wasn't spit on every day for not knowing English, and you can see it in my father's amnesia. When I ask him about our indigenous language and he laughs 6,000 dead bodies onto the dinner table six, I practice a self-torture in front of the mirror every single morning, mimic whatever words I stole to make myself a more Latin thing, cambiará, servilleta, Compañero, my skin, always mistaken for home, my last name, an invitation to strangers who say your parents should have taught you. But my parents say it's my fault. And I remember the first time I asked for help, when to use for Ibarra in a sentence, and they said, you just feel it. You're just supposed to feel it. Seven, I don't. Eight, my tongue is a gringo's last hope a stutter beneath a foreign accent mark, a transcontinental thing stuck in its own ocean, and so I flood Quiñones onto my mother's lap. Que vergüenza, she says. Now you don't belong anywhere. Dang, I got chills. <laughs> really, literally. So, I mean, crazy, you know, I don't know. Let's, what do you think? That was very powerful. <laughs> very powerful. I mean, to me, that was just like, it spoke to, you know, my experience. Yeah, you really people, yeah. people could try to tell me what my experience should be all day. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I was born in East LA. I was raised from the fourth grade in Phoenix, Arizona. My parents on both sides of my family have been here for at least four generations. You know, in Arizona, we've been here for eight generations. Like, but still at the end of the day, when I show up to a Latino event, I feel at home until someone brings up language. Mm -hmm. And when I show up to a white space, I don't, I'm not accepted in that white space. Mm -hmm. So if I'm told I don't belong in the Latino space by somebody because they think whether I'm fluent is what I should feel in my heart, or they call me white because of how I speak, you know, that doesn't make me white when I go to some white space, right? right? Mm -hmm. So then I just don't belong anywhere. Mm -hmm. But you do. Well, you belong you. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Ariel? Um, I definitely just relate to that part where it's like your parents should have taught you, but then when you go and ask a question, they're like, um, you're just supposed to know. Like yeah. I know my, like my nanas, um, both of them, um, you know, they didn't graduate with high school degrees and go to college and stuff like I know one of my nana's only had up to like a fifth grade education so asking like grammatical stuff it just it wasn't a thing like mm -hmm. you know what I mean you couldn't really go for that kind of help 
Yeah, I, I, it's that straddling the lines between the cultures. It's, it's, it brings back a lot of memories. I grew up in Wilmington, California when I was younger, which is like the Mexican, you know, hood, <laughs> you know, um, predominantly Mexican. I mean, 90% probably. And then we moved to Tucson when I was eight and we ended up, I ended up going to schools that were predominantly white. And so, it was weird growing up in like a Mexican culture and kind of feeling like an outsider of not speaking Spanish and then going to the white culture and being like, then I was a Mexican girl, right? right. Uh-huh. And then later on, I, I went back and forth between Tucson and LA when I was growing up and um, I moved back out to LA and went and lived in El Monte. Mm-hmm. And that was the same thing, you know, same kind of area, same kind of circumstances. And then I came back and went to Tucson in, in high school and it was all white, you know? Mm-hmm. And it except for like, I ended up, because we didn't have a lot of Mexicans in my school, which was weird even in Tucson because there's a huge Hispanic community, yeah. but it was on the east side, so it was different. Yeah. I ended up like, I always befriended the the people of color generally because right. I yeah. felt like, you know, I like I belonged more with that. But then as soon as people start talking Spanish, you're right, you know, it's just yeah. like, then you feel like you're like, oh, but I'm, I guess I'm not really that either, you know. Right. It, it It's an underlying thing that just, it's constant. Yep. It is constant. What I just, what I just, in my mind, I think about it. There's a lot of people, indigenous people in Mexico, who speak dialect, and they continue to teach it to their kids because they want don't want to lose it. You mm-hmm. know, they want to keep their dialect. Mm-hmm. So that's when I think here, when it comes to this circumstance, like, should we put the effort to learn Spanish to keep our language, or you know, should we just accept? You know, some people just. Can I answer yeah, that? go ahead. <laughs> I think the answer is, of course. But that doesn't mean that, I mean, I'm 36 years old, and my parents didn't teach me that. Mm-hmm. They didn't teach me that I should do that. I, th- I know now as an adult, culturally, we should do that. But that doesn't mean it happened when I was a kid. That doesn't mean that I was grew up with that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of an unfair question if you're just looking at a human being and saying, you know, shouldn't you have done this when you were a kid? Or now, as now, you know, like yeah. if for a future generation, like in your in your stance, like what do you think you should do? I'm, or I'm always trying to learn. Yeah. Right. And I think maybe at some day I'll have enough vocabulary to carry a sense. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 uh. I know for me, like it's important. Like I do want to learn Spanish, but I just don't feel like it's my place to tell anybody else that mm-hmm. that needs to be a priority as a part of their Latino identity. Right. that they need to learn Spanish. Mm-hmm. I've always, I'm not having children, but if I was going to have children, I, w- I had said to myself, I wanted to make sure that I learned Spanish so that I could c- teach them, so mm-hmm. that they could grow up being bilingual. Because I was always kind of like, I've been upset kind of at my mom, like, what the mm-hmm. hell? Like, why didn't you just speak Spanish to us? Like, mm-hmm. especially because there wasn't some specific reason. It just was like, whatever, you right. know? Like, I, I wish she had, but she hadn't. But I think that, like, you also can, it depends on where you're at in your life. You can still learn if you want to, if it's something you really, really want. Like, right now, now I'm I'm um, making an effort to learn more Spanish because I'm singing in Spanish and I'm in an all Latina band and, and we're, we're writing in English and Spanish and so for me it's like I want to be able to not only address people you know uh, while while we're talking at shows and stuff like that in both English and Spanish but I want to be able to write music that's powerful but it's it's a crazy thing to be like collaborating with these ladies some of them native speakers and I'm like okay so I could write this in Spanish but it's going to sound very like 
grammatical. Oh, sorry, it's gonna be. She's angry. It's gonna be very grammatically correct, but it's not gonna be like poetic and flow the way that it should because, like, it's gonna just you know, it's mm. very simple Spanish that I know right now. But we talk about that a lot in in this new band, you know, because we're all from different backgrounds. You know, one was from Costa Rica, one is from Venezuela. You know, we're we're Chicanas from over here. Several of us, and we all have these different. We're coming together, you know, in English and in Spanish and different cultures coming together. So it's kind of like uh, bringing a, an awareness. Just our band mm-hmm. alone is like bringing an awareness of like what it means to be like Latino, you know, in mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. there's so many different ways there's, you know, yeah. and the thing is like the right way. It just we're all part of it, <laughs> you yeah. know, my my partner tries to correct some of my Spanish a lot of the time because she's Mexican. <laughs> and, and but I'm Central American and yeah. our Spanish is different. Mm-hmm. Totally. She's like, you're saying that wrong. I'm like, no, I'm not. You don't know, you don't know my language. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Try to tell me. Try to tell me. You're saying it wrong. And then I also think, like, one thing to keep in mind, I think, is that language is always evolving, right? Mm-hmm. Like, now, like, I, when I was doing, like, Spanish print journalism, I was so against Spanglish. I hated it because they <laughs> teach you that you have to be so proper and everything. But it's like... You know, you might as well join the party. Yeah, because yeah. it's not it's not going anywhere. No. <laughs> I think that you know, adding a little Spanish here, adding a little English here is mm-hmm. easier for folks who don't speak any Spanish, yeah. and it might be like the gateway to to that whole new like of like identity. Well, I'm millennial and I'm I'm Spanglish, and I also yeah. like, but it's not just millennials that speak like that. My grandma does that all the time. Like yeah, I'm like, would yeah. you just pick one language? It, no, you know, mid sentence, like they're just they true. mix Spanish. My mom says. Get English is the language It is. It's become. My oh. grandma knows one word in English. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh man. Is anyone using like the apps? Trying to learn the Spanish on the apps. No. And which no, ones are you using I, so that people can? I would like to if there's some that are good. I mean, yeah. Um, I got on the Duolingo. Uh huh. I'm very fluent according to apps. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Duolingo, huh? Duolingo I'm have to look into that. <laughs> yeah, I downloaded Duolingo actually over the weekend, and it gives you the option like you can start as a beginner and go over the basics, or you can like test out of things. And I did the test out, and it said I was 54% fluent. Which I don't know how much I trust it, but it's actually a really cool app. It's like a, a huh. nice refresher. Oh, I'm gonna have to look into that. Does it start off like conjugating the verbs and all of that stuff, or is it just like you know vocab? Say this this way. A little bit of both. Like there's lessons in there on just like haber and mm-hmm. then like the conditional stuff, mm-hmm. like all those tricky verbs. Yeah. yeah. Huh. How do you say we gotta go? Andale, <laughs> 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 wey. That's not how you say that, but I just wanted to say that. Everybody knows that. We ain't going anywhere. But we gotta go. That was too fast. Yeah, no, thank you so much for everyone to being here. That This was a great, great conversation. I really felt like, because I don't really identify with any of the stuff that uh, as even as a listener it's very interesting to find out of why the root of of why this you know people aren't speaking Spanish and I, hopefully we're not as judgy anymore <laughs> uh, but all except opinions and all perspectives except. are welcome but for everything social media for me to listen follow us at me listen you can also email us at me listen at gmail.com 
This episode was produced by Carla Chavarria, co-hosted by Peter J. and Labrie. Our theme song is composed by Cindy La Salva Roreña. And thank you to Sun Strategies for sponsorship. Also, Radio Phoenix, where we record every episode here in Phoenix, Arizona. For everything Mira Listen, find us at Mira Listen.